Hello. Hi. It's the Cosmic Fire Podcast. Yes, it is. Ready or not? Here, here we, we come. come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who remembers that Fuji song? I don't. Right? I think I, it was Fuji's, or was it Lauren Hill, like, solo style? I think it was before her solo stuff. Huh. I'm going to say it was a Fuji's thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe you. All right. I remember that shit. Okay, there was a song that they had called Ready or Not, Here We Ready Come. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. I'm going to find you and make you love me. That sounds kind of psycho. Kind of psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> that's cool, though. Yeah. Maybe that's how you roll. Go on. That's some probably Lauren. like. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Where are they from? Oh. Fuji's? Yeah. I don't know. Haiti, right? Haiti? I have no idea. I think they're from Haiti. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a great playground of the deep state. I yeah, mean, the, the whole Caribbean, really. Yeah, right? so Ugh. much, so much destruction, Man. and just uh, talk about ra- talk about systemic institutional racism. There yeah. you go. You know, wow. Yeah, for real though. Yeah, if you know your history, you would know where you're coming from. Who said that? Then you wouldn't have to ask me. Who the heck you would think of him? Just a buffalo soldier. (laughs) Dread like a rasta. This episode of the Cosmic Fire podcast brought to you by Nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) The Caribbean volume. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different volumes. Before we got on the air, we were uh, actually in the African volume. Oh, yeah. With Toto. (laughs) <laughs> Toto and um, who was O'Sherry Journey? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh man! Man, Journey. See, that's a great band. We're gonna go on an epic journey in this podcast. See, that's a great band. I never really listened to, but I like. You know, I heard all the songs on the radio. O'Sherry was not my favorite. No. Mm-mm. But man, what was your favorite? You know what it was. Don't stop believing. Dun 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 That's everybody's favorite journey song. Yeah. Cause it starts out with like Because it's so good. Like two minutes and it's only piano. Yeah. And vocal. Yeah. And then even when the other instruments come in, the drums don't even kick in until the second or third verse or something. Yeah. Calling that one out. Okay, we're going on an epic journey. Yeah. Okay. Let's Thanks go. Thanks for picking up on that segue. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took, I had to get. I had to get my like contractual plugs in for the nostalgia Caribbean volume album. They told me to push that one today. Oh, nice. Toto Journey. Yeah. But, okay. Well, yeah. We got to give a special shout out to our sponsor. That's right. Nostalgiaalbums.com. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking that up right now, uh, send us an email. Let us know it's available. <laughs> <laughs> I think that domain might be available. I bet it's not. We should not. probably buy yeah, it. <laughs> I, bet it's out, I bet it's out there. All right. Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm Phoenix. He's Kairos. And we are going to be um, talking about some mid-month news. Rambling. I mean, we don't, We're just we don't really have a plan. Yeah. When <laughs> we do our mid-month... I don't know if you notice this, but... <laughs> There's no plan here. Uh, when we do our mid-month 
podcast. We're just kind of showing up because we <laughs> said we'd do more than one podcast a month. And Also, uh, this is for the diehards, man. This yeah. is for the people who've been following the Easter egg trail all the way since the <laughs> beginning. Well, since episode three. We don't talk about episodes we one don't, and two. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And that was when we interviewed George <laughs> Floyd. <laughs> From the afterlife. <laughs> um, All but, he kept saying is, please fasten your seatbelts. Ding, ding. Um, we're expecting some turbulence. <laughs> Remember those pictures of George Floyd as like a crash test dummy? Or no, he was like... There are these... Okay, I don't know if I you do, remember. Yeah. I do remember some really weird video footage about, around that time that was coming out. Can and, we go down this rabbit hole yeah. real quick? Okay. So there was a company in Minnesota that made lifelike dolls, you know, the kind of things that you work on in a CPR class to like practice, you know, doing yeah. the chest thing that could actually break, often breaks people's ribs when they're getting CPR yeah. from amateurs. So it's a lifelike doll that had no legs. Yeah. It was just a torso. And it looked exactly like the mugshots of George Floyd. And then that factory, which was based in Minnesota, the company that made those things, it burned down during the George Floyd riots, somehow yeah. kind of conveniently, and went out of business. And there were none of their products left, you know, or whatever. It was There's just some really weird stuff. There were some weird videos. Like, it definitely made it seem like it didn't happen the way that it was portrayed in the news, which, surprise, surprise, you know, something was maybe actually different than what it was reported to be. But some of the videos literally looked like, um, you know, they were supposedly videos shot at the scene Yeah. Um, that were making the rounds, and it really looked like um, they had one of those dummies under a sheet and it was obvious that the thing had no had legs. No legs. Yeah. yeah, it was very weird. It was kind of like when they were putting uh, yeah, it's, in the ambulance and then suddenly she or he <laughs> yeah. like jumped up out of uh, some body bag situation. That was... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was something you, weird. Like, like it was just something one right about it, that. It was weird that you. There definitely were shots where you could see that it was something with no legs or a person with no legs. Yeah, and it it looked like a mannequin. And then it maybe got, it was and a then mannequin it sat filter. Up, <laughs> and then it sat up on the stretcher and ran away on its stumps. It was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then people just couldn't handle it, so they blocked it out. <laughs> it, it was like running away and then people were like marching behind it on their knees shouting i can't breathe <laughs> and the cops were all just kneeling down on the side of the road with their hands over their heart saluting it i mean that was wow. crazy dude i don't even remember that i must have been so traumatized that i blocked it out yeah well that's because you didn't go to the protests like you were supposed to i know yeah you would have seen i mean i was there i saw it in person it was so great <laughs> i've never seen anything like it you can check my travel records, man. I like got. <laughs> I've already checked. I've oh. got an app for that. Okay. Well, they were having a they were having a vaccine lottery in Minnesota that summer, so I had to go up there to enter the lottery because <laughs> I wanted to enter every state that had a lottery, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, people could say, "Well, you got like thirty four jabs in seventeen days. Maybe you weren't in your right mind." But I'm like, "What are you? Some kind of anti vaxxer like science denier?" Yeah. Yeah. The vaccines make me sharper, man. (laughs) 
I'm so, I'm, I'm so sharp now. <laughs> I'm so sharp. I have a 20 foot long blood oh, clot. <laughs> so gross. Dude, don't Google the 20 foot long blood clots, man. Don't look at any of the shit that's in that shit. Like, you gotta, if you got the jabberoonie, you gotta just fucking mind over matter that shit and uh, detox it. Through. Dude, you gotta start praying, man. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Only yeah. God can save us now. Yeah. Well, Jesus, it, it well, Jesus would have taken the vax. So, I mean, you're probably okay. If well, you're a Christian. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Jesus definitely would have <laughs> taken the vax and he was super pro abortion. That's what I learned <laughs> since Mercury went retrograde. Man, speaking of Mercury retrograde. Yeah. I just feel like this Mercury retrograde has been so positive. It was really weird right before the station. Like, I totally, like, missed one of my appointments the week before, which never happens to me. And uh, and I just had spaced on the time. And there was something else, like, something else weird happened. But then once the retrograde kicked in, I felt like, man, I was just having so many epiphanies and breakthroughs. And um, things that had felt kind of stuck or kind of, um, I don't know, like kind of foggy or I, I couldn't really access, just suddenly got super clear. It was like things that had been just kind of stagnating for a while. It was like, boom. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. And it was just like, click, click, click. You know, things just clicking into place in like the what kind of things? mental marinade. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, you know, salivating, like wanting to know what's going on in your <laughs> life. Like, who is this person? When well, something clicks, like, what is it like? I'm like living in the present, so I don't dwell on the past like some people who just can't stop talking about going to their protests. Um, uh, no. The future <laughs> is the imagination the past is the dead and that's why they call it the present huh right because when you show up for it you're present and it means that you're giving something you know how you know you're in the present <laughs> moment is when you're walking on the beach and you look down and there's zero sets of footprints <laughs> like, and they're yep. like that's when i levitated <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I I can't even remember, but in this moment, I, ha I honestly, I have no idea. I cannot remember one single thing, but I know that it's been a daily occurrence, and that might be why I can't remember any specific one. Because you really are in the present moment. Well, I really am, but also, but also, it's just, it's happening so quickly. Yeah. And it just goes boom, 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 and the energy clears, the new thing integrates, I take action on it, and then I'm on to the next thing. So I don't even remember what some of those things are. Do you have like a YouTube channel where you teach people how to do this kind of thing <laughs> and become like in the present moment awareness? I do. What's it called? Um, hmm, good question. Lightworker it's training. It's been a while since I did that, so I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's called Lightworker Training. Um, that is the name of my classes and my book. And I did finally make a YouTube channel, which I think I talked about on the podcast. Yeah. At the beginning of August. Yeah. That's when I started it. And um, I hadn't told anybody about it at that time. 
And I have told <laughs> some people since then, um, but I'm still kind of, you know, working on putting the content in there, letting people know about it. So, yeah, but it's going really well. I actually feel inspired. So that was something um, related to Mercury. But actually, no, it was before Mercury retrograde, though. It was like almost a month before that when I started recording the videos. Uh, you know, the past is, I, I just let the past go, so I don't, I don't remember. I let my present be my past and my past <laughs> be my present. Because it's a gift. Yeah. Your YouTube channel is like really great, though. You're oh, doing thanks. Great. I've um, gotten good feedback on it so far. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that was that was something that had been kind of stagnating for a long time. And then recently just... Uh, it was something that... It wasn't stagnating. It was on my radar as a thing of like, oh, yeah, I should really, you know, put out some videos. Meow, meow, meow. And I finally did it. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like a breakthrough, not necessarily related to Mercury retrograde, but there have been things like that happening. Yeah. Like your album that you just finished. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> What? Okay. Wait, do we need to clear some energy? Yeah. What just happened? Yeah, well, so about 12 years ago, 10 years ago, I just started getting interested in soccer, like world football, which I'd never been interested in because, as I've said before, playing as a kid, you know, playing in junior varsity in high school was miserable experience. You just run and run and run and get kicked in the shins a lot. Um, I, oh, soccer. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I wasn't talented at soccer, but I, I, got, I started getting into it, and I just decided I'm going to pick a team to root for in the, in the English Premier League. So I picked Everton. I didn't know anything about them. I just like I liked the sound of the name. Subsequently, found out they're like the little bastard brother to Liverpool Football Club, one of the biggest fo- you know biggest clubs in the history of the world. Um, I kind of like Liverpool too, but don't tell anybody in Liverpool because you got to choose one or the other, and you can <laughs> never cross the lines. Um, Jan, if you're listening to this, uh, just mums the word. Um, <laughs> I have a friend in, in Liverpool who, who keeps me updated. And her family split along team <laughs> lines, you know, but they all, like, still gather for Christmas or whatever as long as Liverpool and Everton aren't playing on Christmas because <laughs> right, I think they do Boxing Day. They do all the, a lot of matches. But um, anyway, Everton sucks. They've sucked for many years, you know. Sometimes they suck, like, in the mid-level suckitude, but, like, they almost got relegated last year, which would have been just huge because they're a historic club and they used to be really good. But um, long story short, we're nine, eight games into the Premier League season and I was watching the highlights yesterday and Everton scored a goal and won a game. Wow. Eight games into the season and the crowd at the end of the game (laughs) was cheering, but it was like this massive, massive (laughs) sigh of relief. Like, oh my God. You know, people crying and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, they were, and they barely won. They got one goal, and they, West Ham, uh, the their opponent, like hit the woodwork like a couple of times. I mean, they they could have been gone the other way easily, but that's how I feel about the record. It's a great record, but also I'm just so glad. I, like I finally like managed to crawl over the line, and like you know, yeah. But 
um, hoping to get those uploaded later today. So I'm just waiting yeah. on my uh, graphic designer to get me the artwork, <laughs> and uh, then I can go ahead and, and pop those out. Well, I think we got it. We just need to figure out the subtitle that's going to go on there. And But yeah, I yeah. mean, this shit is happening, you guys. And I, for one, am excited. So I, I guess I'll just be excited for both of us. No, I'm exci- <laughs> I am excited, too. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's kind of that last final, like... I don't know, man. You just you just won the whatever, but now you got to go to the league office and sign paperwork to make it official or yeah. something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. you're but like, yeah. oh, I still have to take a shower and like <laughs> with make a bunch dinner. of with a bunch of naked guys. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean that that's real. That's how I felt when I finished my book. I was just like, people were like, oh my god, aren't you so excited? I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm super excited. It just like takes everything out of you. To yeah, work yeah. on a big project. How long like were you working on that book? Like when you actually started writing it? At least um, a couple years. Yeah, yeah. So it's been about the same for for actually two records. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I always like to get two for one. You know, <laughs> but so one of them's with brainwave entrainment, and that stuff is so trance inducing that I felt like i needed to release another one because yeah. i don't want people putting it on in some group environment and then you know people falling into the fire or whatever or playing it on their on their car stereo on yeah. spotify while yeah. They're <laughs> yeah exactly okay so the deal with brainwave entrainment it it's like if there is a certain frequency that you hear it you're you kind of go into a state of resonating with it and then your brain starts to go into that brainwave state yeah yeah i mean your brain will if you're listening to it you know if it's loud enough to be and and it's you know it's a repeated pulse <clears throat> so you know just brainwaves i mean when you listen to the actual track it'll be like you know like this really because it's what um even for this record it's 7.83 hertz which is almost eight cycles a second so that's a lot of beeps in one second right but um yeah so it it just your brain just naturally starts pulsing at that same rate wow yeah yeah i mean it's it's crazy i mean i want to write a bunch of blogs i haven't done anything written about this stuff in many years but um you know the 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 science has studied has done a lot of studying on it because it's something quantifiable you know it's like you can measure how many cycles per second these pulses are happening at and then you can measure somebody's heart rate or you know blood pressure and then put headphones on them and see what happens yeah so um yeah it's like a lot of really positive effects so there's lots of studies about this, and then you have your own personal experience with brainwave stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much probably saved my life. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways. I know we talked about this on one podcast, but what's the Cliff Notes version of that? Um, I I first got some brainwave CDs, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. I think alpha relaxation system. I can still see the like kind of violet colored um, CD cover from my mom. And I like, 
I had a psychotic break my last year in undergrad, um, brought on by Zoloft. <laughs> oh, man. Give That's a shocker. <laughs> O-L-O-F-T. Yeah. Um, and in conjunction with alcohol, and I was having an existential, existential spiritual crisis at the time, all kinds of stuff going on, but um, ended up seeing blood running out of my faucets, went to the hospital, got put on horse tranquilizers, and, you know, a year or so, year or two later, year later, I was still having all kinds of knock-on effects from that. You know, mm-hmm. like my brain really seemed messed up. Yeah. Like when I would fall asleep, there would be a gunshot that went off at the base of my skull. Wow. And then I would just start panicking. And that's actually, yeah. I don't want to get into anything too traumatic. But basically, yeah. the, the what happened during the psychotic break episode or whatever they called it is my heart stopped and... I, I had lost all of my vision in a concentric circle that went to a pinpoint of me being... So I, I, I was like lying in bed looking at the ceiling and this blackness just came in in these concentric circles until there was a pinpoint of being able to see through the blackness and then it went completely black. Wow. And then, you know, I was like, well, I'm dead. I was like, I just died. I had that, you know, because I had been asleep and I woke up and... And then my heart just started beating like, you know, 8,000 beats a minute. And that's when I started hallucinating and stuff. But so the brainwave stuff really was a natural way. I mean, because I didn't want to stay on those drugs, man. Well, the, the drugs sound like that's what caused it. Right? Well, the Zola, yeah, I took Zoloft once in, in combination with a lot. I had been drinking a lot of alcohol. And my friend was like, hey, man, this will help you calm down, man. <laughs> And, you know, later, I so weird synchronicities of my life, I ended up working for a Madison Avenue advertising agency that had Pfizer as an account. And my job, and this was like three years later, maybe, four years after this happened, my job was editing case histories of people who had adverse reactions to Zoloft. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, I saw all this data, like, with my own eyes of, you know... So I was probably were lucky. there similar things in in those stories? Yeah, they were doctor reported, you know, oh, but there okay. were deaths. Yeah, deaths wow. and stroke, you know, like epileptic. I mean, I don't want to say anything because I don't remember exactly what right, they were, right. but I remember it was like, wow, okay. So this only happens supposedly in <clears> less than one percent of the people that try this drug, but that's still there were still a lot of adverse cases. Yeah. Wow. And. and you know, and definitely, I mean, they say in the fine print that death can be a result of taking a lot of these drugs, right? Wow. I had that experience of everything going black in the same way where it started to come in like a tunnel. And it, yeah. it was like this circle that got smaller and smaller until I was completely blind and I was still conscious. I was at a Butthole Surfers concert in Detroit in St. Andrew's Hall. Yeah. I was on several tabs of acid and, you know, very high on marijuana as well. And, um, yeah, I had this experience where I just went blind and couldn't even talk. 
the only thing I was able to say was to say my name to my friends, and then then they knew for sure that I was completely fucked at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, why did you just <laughs> tell us your name? <laughs> but um, but I I thought maybe I was gonna die, but it was so. I mean, that was that was not the best trip ever. But um, yeah, but yeah. But so the so you know the the stuff that they put you on for anxiety, right? Um, I'm thinking of the woman whose house I was working on when I was a. Um, house painter in New Orleans who seemed really anxious to me and then my boss told me that she took like 23 doses of Xanax a day and she was still that anxious you know wow and but the this the whatever they gave me in the hospital I don't know the, don't remember the name of them but they were it was such a heavy tranquilizer that all I could do it, I could barely move you know I was like so sedated it was like being a zombie and I just remember I a lot of, spent a lot of time sitting on a chair by the window looking at this leaf, at this tree, which all the leaves were falling off and it was like turning to winter and it was super depressing, but I couldn't get up and do anything about it. Wow. So the brainwave entrainment really helped. It, it eventually, all of those <laughs> symptoms went away, <laughs> long story short. I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the so the alpha wave stuff that you were listening to that's kind of this the brainwave state of like um like you said alpha relaxation so it's kind of like a light meditative state like more of like a rest like a not thinking not talking but just kind of zoning out like maybe yeah. doing some gardening or yoga or meditation or something Yeah I mean so I would describe it as a pleasant daydreamy kind of state you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and the Schumann resonance, the classical Schumann resonance, which, you know, there's a lot of argument about Schumann resonance, but the fact is they found that 7.83, you know, or very close to that in the brains of all mammals, you know, and it, and it's like, it seems to be a fundamental earth resonance. So that's right at the, um, right at the lower range of alpha because usually theta is between four to seven alphas from seven to 11, I want to say. Um, so that, that's the, the, um, I just love the Schumann resonance. I mean, I've used it in a lot of tracks that I've made over the years and I've listened to a lot of other people's brainwave stuff. And that resonance just seems to be, you're not out of it, but you're really calm. And it, it, you're able to like focus and, you know, it's great for doing visualization work, for doing healing work, but there are physical effects of these frequencies. Um, I was just reading in one of my books last night when I was looking for, what were you looking for? The cl- uh, concert pitches over the years. Right. Yeah. Like what the, what the, a, you know, so there's this argument about 440 versus 432 or, you know, solfeggio frequencies or whatever. But I just stumbled on this page where, um, you know, this researcher was talking about how people listening to, I think, an hour of alpha brainwave entrainment for maybe it was like a week. I mean, it was a maybe it was 30 days, but they said the, the DHEA levels in the body increased by 78%. DHEA is like one of those hormones or whatever that, you know, 
gives elasticity and flexibility to your cells. It, it's an anti-aging kind of thing. So, I mean, that's just one example. Yeah, and that's actually the anti-aging thing is, is why we were looking that stuff up. Because we had been, I think, oh, yeah, because yeah, we had been yeah. watching that uh, latest video of um, Santos Bonacci um, doing a presentation on his work. And um, he was saying that um, anything that's born in time dies in time. And that, the, you know, all things in the realm of form w- will start to degrade and deteriorate over time. But the way you can circumvent that is through resonance. And so I'm not sure if he was mentioning the the ancient uh, domes and oh, he mentioned yeah, he the was. resonators yeah. and and yeah. he didn't like speak about cathedrals by name, I don't think, but but that's yeah. exactly where my mind went to was the um, resonator domes of the old um, temples and cathedrals and and I was wondering like okay what were the pipe organs tuned yeah, to yeah. like I want to you know because there's this <laughs> ongoing debate of what the proper tuning is right, right. <laughs> people get very passionate about it um, so I couldn't uh, determine that but um, yet, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that um, that was really fun to think about. So yeah, like this this idea that you can through different various kinds of sound healing techniques, right? Because not all of us can just go walk into a cathedral and demand some some sound healing service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, there are things like you know the album that you just created and yeah. other things that are out there tuning forks i imagine singing bowls things like that and even just singing singing right yeah because that vibrates through your body right yeah and then there's this whole thing you know since alicia turned me I, i've been interested in tomatis in fact the same book i just mentioned is where i first learned about alfred tomatis the french ear nose and throat specialist who you know basically learned how to restore people's hearing and also overcome all sorts of other physical and psychological issues by using by training people's ears and like strengthening the muscles in the ears that have been degraded or, or you know have uh, what's the word I'm looking for when it's something? atrophied atrophied yeah due to trauma or, or whatever. Um, but so yeah, where was I going? Oh yeah, singing and humming. You know, one of the mm. things that he said is that that's how we energize ourselves. Talking, mm. singing, humming, and movement. And mm. those both work on two different, um, there's tiny little bones in the ears and then these like tendons or muscles that, that are attached to them. But those two, like, you know, sound and movement both energize the body. And he felt like that was like 70% or 80% of the energy that we use is developed through it comes through our ears wow not food you know not not breathing so you know who knows if he's right but he had a lot of success helping people yeah but yeah i mean there's you know there's so many um so much study that's been done with sound and with brainwave entrainment and i think it's really fascinating because you know it's like everything from lowering stress levels like 
lowering levels of cortisol in the body, which creates all kinds of problems, right? So cortisol is like fight or flight hormone that gets released. Most of us are kind of addicted to, you know, having that level of stressed outedness. Yeah, all kinds of weird um, hormone. I don't know. It's almost like drugs, right? Like yeah. People looking for their next cortisol hit or dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like worry does energize you, right? If yeah. you're worrying about something, you're like, oh, okay, I got to do something. What do I need to do next? You know, it's like, then at least you're moving around. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this record. I mean, I worked for it, on it for a long time, really hard, and I thought it was going to be super easy in the beginning, <laughs> and, then, and it just became it became a journey. That, I think that's how spirit tricks us into doing things. Oh man, yeah, you know, or our soul, <laughs> or higher self, whoever the whoever that little trickster is. Because um, I I thought that about writing a book you know oh yeah you know this will be easy because i'm just i'm just all this stuff that i teach i'm just writing it down it's yeah. not like i'm creating anything new this is all just you know <laughs> stuff that i've been doing other people have been talking about it'll be really simple but yeah it's all those it's like unpack unpacking everything getting all your ideas out there is just the very beginning and then comes the editing yeah yeah dun, dun, dun. if i i had a dollar for every time i heard you say i just gotta <laughs> tweak a couple more things <laughs> it's pretty much done i just get there's just a couple things i gotta tweak <laughs> like eight months later <laughs> i'm like crying what's the matter baby i just can't get this Thing it sounded good. I can't get it to my EQ so it would fit with the thing, but yeah, now it's just <laughs> man, yeah. yeah. But man, it's yeah, it's so great when it's done. Yeah. So now I'm I'm now I'm like um now I'm like Brentford United when they beat Manchester United for nothing. I mean, boom. <laughs> now that I'm like the fans in that stadium now. <laughs> I'm off a cycling. Should I get you like a little scarf, like a little jaunty striped scarf that you can wave in the air? Yeah. Did you know Brentford's, <laughs> they're like red and white vertical stripes? I kind of like their no. uniforms. Well, I just assume that if there's a football club, there's a <laughs> coordinating scarf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned that in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, not really, but that is in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, I did not know that. They don't play soccer. They, uh, what's it called? Quidditch. They play a game called Quidditch mm. where they fly around on broomsticks uh, trying to capture this ball. Or I don't, I don't know. But there are scarves involved. Yeah. Cool. I think. <laughs> Gotta have scarves. Should we take a little break? We're about half an hour in. And then uh, okay. come back. We're coming back. Well, yeah. I mean, I okay. don't know. Do you want to, or do you just want to wrap yeah, up right there? Let's keep going. Okay. We might have something worthwhile to say. That was a good <laughs> intro, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back. All right.
That was a really short break from our end. It was? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, time just got really weird because for our listeners, that was like a minute. But for us, we actually, it was like seven seconds. (laughs) We didn't actually take a full one minute break. Yeah. There's this little recording magic thing that happens where Kairos goes back and inserts. Well, some of the the breaks, but some of them we just record as we're doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But this one was going to be a musical break. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was a musical break, as you just heard. (laughs) Yeah. Quidditch. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Not Quidditch. Okay. Ah, quit it. Ah, quit it. Forget about it. Forget about it, would you? Okay. So, (laughs) what else were we going to talk about? Um, I I don't have anything else to talk about. All right. Should we just end it here? No, no. Let's (laughs) don't end it all yet. Um, you know, we got to be we got to be good models because if we're not good models, then nobody will have a good method. Okay, I'm just going to say that that break was brought to you by Mr. Astrotheology on YouTube. Yeah. And can we post a link in the show notes to that class? Yeah, let's post a link. Dude, Santos is awesome, man. Santos is amazing, and I studied linguistics in college, so I love when he nerds out on language, and from my experience... What he's saying about these words basically being the same words and like all the vowels being interchangeable and certain consonants being interchangeable is absolutely correct. Yeah. But even if you don't believe me or don't believe anything Santos is saying, like it's totally worth checking out just to trip out on some of the amazing knowledge that this man has gleaned over the years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a big Santos fan. Yeah, me too. He He's kind of a prickly character. I mean, I could see some people just hating him instantly. But Virgo, um, I think, right? I thought he, no, he's Didn't he say Aries. he was a Virgo? Oh, he's an he's Aries. He's an Aries, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that's been to prison, I think, multiple times. He's just been attacked for years and years. Yeah. Because he's teaching the perennial philosophy. He's teaching the, the, he's in this class that he's doing, which we're really excited about. Cause it's like Santos has like, I mean, his, he's has hours and hours and hours. He can go on for a long time. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot. And, but this class is his attempt to simplify syncretism into a, you know, multi week, a couple hours at a time training thing and really teach you to understand where we are and what and and then you can understand what's actually happening and what's important yeah 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 good stuff yeah um yeah i was gonna say about mercury retrograde that so this mercury retrograde started in my third house i think it ends in my third house maybe it goes into the second house but third house house of thoughts and communication um, the lower mind and it's been really interesting for me it has come with some of the mercury retrograde frustration kind of things where i don't want to like look at my thought patterns i want to get this thing done and you know delays keep happening but for the most part i found it to be really fascinating because i'm seeing these little patterns you know that 
And I, I feel like this is what Mercury retrograde is supposed to do every time. You know, some of them, depending on your individual chart, are going to hit home or feel more central to you than others. But it's always an opportunity for us to slow down, look at the the patterns of our thoughts and and the content of, of our thoughts, and make corrections in how we're working with the mind so that we can have a better reality going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, this one being in my third house, it, you know, that was on my radar from the beginning, but it, I've just seen it. Like, what was the thing we were talking about? Oh, like, okay, so transitions, something that mm. a lot of us struggle with. That's, that's something that's been on my radar for years. But one of the things I noticed is that there are certain things, chores around the house that I will resist doing or that I don't want to do. And then sometimes I want to do it because if I don't, my good Virgo... Uh, Phoenix over here will do it without complaining, without being resentful. But then I just like, man, she's doing everything. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here on my ass, like staring out the window at this dead tree. And uh, <laughs> my heart's beating really fast now. Um, you know, but so uh, like there, there are things that, and also it's just who wants to be stuck in a place of resistance or of like, you know, hearing, we would say telling yourself, but you're not, it's not really you telling you this, right? Right it's not present moment you it's a past pattern or it's the parasite that's got holding one of your inner children hostage or it's a parent parental figure something from the past saying this is really hard and as soon as you buy into that at least for me my energy starts dropping yeah my emotional level of bliss starts dropping and turning more into stagnation and you know i become a dark worker as uh Phoenix, as you said in one of your videos <laughs> on your uh, light work YouTube channel. Um, so I was looking at this and I was like, oh, you know what? And I started seeing it in a couple different places. This was like right at the start of the retrograde. I'm really happy about this because once I, once you see it, it's not going to affect you the same way. But it was like, oh, my the reason washing these dishes feels really hard is because we have a really small sink and we have a really small, uh, what do you call the dish dryer racks? Dish rack. Yeah, yeah, a really small dish rack. And there was like a big bowl and some other stuff in it and that wasn't dry yet. So to fit the stuff that I washed into the dish rack was going to require all kinds of precarious balancing and rearranging, which, you know, probably wouldn't work anyway. And I couldn't see like, okay, so either I could just wait and come back. Or I could get a fresh towel off the towel rack that's clean and and dry off the stuff that's wet, put that away, and then it's a straightforward process. It was that extra step. It was the extra step, yeah. yeah. It, or it was like not understanding that there was an extra step needed. You know, it was like I couldn't see that I, okay, in order for this to work, you have to do something different than what you had planned on doing. And so then that gets twisted into like, mm. oh, it's too hard or I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to break some dishes if I try this. Eh. Yeah. 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 That thing of, um, it's like, well, I set my mind on doing the dishes. That's my plan. That's the action step I'm taking. It wasn't dry the dishes and put them away and then wash the dishes. <laughs> it was wash the dishes. So now it's like I got to switch gears into this whole like drying thing. 
Yeah, or admit defeat. You know, and then I'm feeling unsatisfied because I wanted to do this and I didn't do it. So, I mean, those things sound small, but they, what do they call it in Buddhism? Tolerations. You know, it's the things that we haven't, it's the like socks that are on the floor that we haven't put away or the messy closet that we don't think about consciously most of the time until we run into it, right? But that it's eating up energy in the back of the mind. So I feel yeah. like that's a really powerful thing I'm working with, this Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah, that stuff, it's like, it's a, it's a low-level energy drain, you know? That's why I, I try to stay on top of clutter and, and just keeping things clean or somewhat tidy is all of that stuff is really noticeable to me. Like, so it's maybe a little bit more of an energy drain than your average person, but I do like, I see that all the time. And I used to actually help people, uh, in the physical realm, like organize and clear their clutter. Like I do the same thing now in the mental realm, but, um, but I used to do like go and like help somebody, uh, clear, clean out their closet or reorganize a room of their house or repaint it or something like that. So it was like, we were really dealing with these things that had become, very stagnant energetically and there's like a stuckness that happens in the mind because it's like we can't really see like okay wait but if I go to get rid of that there's these other steps that have to be it's not so easy as just do the dishes it's not so easy as just take that out it's like well but if I take that out then I have to do this and then I have to do that and then I have to do that you know yeah yeah, but once you realize what I think, once the once you fill in those missing steps, then then it's, it it takes some of that drain out of it. Yeah, and I think like that kind of mentality that we went into, like uh, writing a book or creating an album of, oh yeah, I'm just gonna write a book or create and just and just start it, you know, and then worry about slogging through all of the details. Like, I think. That's really a good application of our will is to keep making steps, keep taking those steps, even if it's like, seems like, well, I just kind of keep stepping to the side. You know, I'm not, I haven't quite gone through or quite gotten around whatever this thing is that I'm working on because these things keep coming up like oh now i gotta go get a towel or oh now i've gotta go get a garbage bag to put the stuff in from my closet <laughs> and i yeah. don't have a garbage bag or you know so these things are always going to come up right yeah but i feel like how we do anything is how we do everything right so it's like um there's something where we all have things that we've learned how to do that we don't have resistance around even if we run into an obstacle we just go oh okay no no problem you know and whatever that is we can use that knowledge that hey we do know how to do this we do know how to be persistent because if we can do it with this thing no matter how significant or insignificant it seems we can apply that 
same principle to anything. Yeah. And I think like that's something that um, not a lot of people are talking about because things have been really over specialized in our culture in the in the modern world. Everything is so um, fractured and and compartmentalized. And this person knows about this thing, but they don't know anything about this thing. But the thing is, is that the nature of this realm is holographic. So um, if you really understand any aspect of it, any any real aspect of it, then you understand all of it in a sense. You know, and I think that's something that um, isn't really um, selling a lot of programs or books or, or, you know, it's like what sells is this really specialized niche kind of thing, right? And there's always, not to say that the, that the niche doesn't exist because the niche does exist and these smaller groups within the groups exist, but there's not going to be some huge revelation of ageless wisdom in this niche that doesn't exist in the other niche over there. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I just talked about. There. <laughs> you, had sc- you had to scratch that niche, man. <laughs> you know, okay. One other thing that we mentioned, um, Oh wait, where's my outline? Let's see. Degree symbols class. Degree symbols class is going great. Okay. Talked about that. Wait, wait, wait. What's the... Did we talk about degree symbol class before on the podcast? No, this is my notes of what I wanted to talk about. Okay. I think Is there any context for the degree symbol class? Oh, we talked about it on one of the podcasts. <laughs> What's, what I've been doing. You said we're going to talk... This is our mid-month update. We're going to talk about what we've been up to. I've been teaching a degree symbols class. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's like a a a symbol, not a not like a picture symbol, but like kind of a mental picture or a description of a scene or something, right? For every single degree yeah. of the zodiac. Yeah. So and for 360 degrees, yeah. there's like 360 mini stories. Yeah. Or scenes or something, right? Yeah. And I mean, you live so much in the present moment that you wouldn't remember that we talked about this in the um, September forecast because I gave the degree symbol for the Mercury retrograde degree. Oh. But yeah, so there is a little bit of context. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not. I mean, who knows? That was kind of <laughs> out of the blue, but okay. <laughs> so here's my new thing is I decided I'm going to start doing some videos again, which I don't even want to say out loud because AIX is probably going to just like try to blast me on it, but whatever, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm only doing it because uh, we got to get some more money and because we got a lot of things we want to buy. Like this <laughs> t-shirt that I saw at Walmart the other day, I really want to buy it. I can't remember what it said, but it was a skeleton sitting in uh crisscross applesauce pose. What do you call that in yoga? I don't know. Where you sit in cr- well, cross-legged, cross-legged yeah, meditation yeah. pose. And it said something about like eternal good vibrations meditation or something. And I was like, <laughs> I need one of those. So I said, well, I got to do some videos. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's Mercury Retrograde really clarifying my mental sphere. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I decided that I'm going to try with my videos is doing a little outline 
of three points and only three points. So I thought, well, I'll practice for this podcast and I'll write down three things to talk about Yeah. in the context of what I've been doing since the last <laughs> podcast. And one of them says degree symbols class. So yeah. I just mentioned that. So that's good. So you're like, I said, I, lo- I looked at this. I said, yep, <laughs> degree symbols class. I'm doing great with that. Next. <laughs> exactly. Right. You got it. See? <laughs> see, you ta- I, see, I talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we got all the steps in there. Yeah, we have a different, slightly different list philosophy. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Phoenix's list philosophy is very Virgo. It's like, you know, very precise and serious. And it's like you write it down. And then when you do it, you can mark it off. When I, I have some of that, but also I'm like, wait a minute, I did the dishes this morning. I'm going to write down, did, do dishes, and then cross it off. After the fact. <laughs> After the fact, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should, because otherwise I feel like I'm not getting credit. Yeah. Especially if it's something that I didn't want to do, like, you know, or in quotes didn't want to do, like clean the bathroom. Boom. And pick up your wallet. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's I thought you were talking about when I forgot my wallet when I went to the <laughs> oh, store. No. Yeah. no, that was one thing that you um, did, and then you went back and wrote it on the list. <laughs> I dropped my wallet on the floor, and I was like, man, okay, this is going to make me sound pretty pathetic and decrepit, but I was like, man, I got to lean over and pick that up. <laughs> well, if I write it on my list, it'll be worth it, because I get the satisfaction of <laughs> But then writing it on my list seemed too hard. There's a lot of letters like it pick up wallet. So I just wrote P U wallet and I crossed that off. I've been I've been kicking ass lately, man. That's just getting true. a lot done. You know what though? It's like being in that energy of decide and win. Like our friend uh West. Rich Wheeler. No, it was like Rich West or Ken something. West. Ken West. Rich West. Ken West, I think. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know at this point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know he who had, you're talking about. He had about. a technique called um, decide and win, and we we just loved that. Yeah. And so we we took that and ran with it, but it's really, really good because I think we tend to always be focused on like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Oh, my God, I got so many things. There's so many things on the to-do list that – what about the Tadun list? You know, <laughs> Tada list. Tada. Tada. You got to watch Santos's uh, introduction to his <laughs> syncretism course to get that one. Yeah, to find out why T and D are yeah. so magical. Yeah. Who has um, Who has given names that start with T and D? Oh, Do you I don't know, know anybody. I don't. I don't oh, okay. know anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be cool if they were like this really sexy um, spiritual teacher couple. Yeah. That like did a podcast or something. Yeah. And they're like, ta da. <laughs> Just blasting people with like super healing energy. Da 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 And then you put brainwaves with it. Yeah. Dude, we went through a period where whenever we would see a little baby, they would flap their arms like a bird <laughs> and go, that, 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 or just some other kind of spazzy thing. But um, yeah, they would just get so lit up 
by our energy. Yeah. I don't know what they it, were seeing other than like just our auras or something, but it, they were totally spazzing out on it. Yeah, and they were they would say da 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 da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, which is the first word of our deity deity. <laughs> People don't really know about our secret religion. No. So we should. They probably shouldn't. Probably not. (laughs) If you keep listening, we'll drop enough Easter eggs that you can put it all together, though. (laughs) Okay, so I got one more thing on my list and then I can be done. Okay. It says collective reckoning dash sadness, grief, betrayal. So that's something that I've I've felt in my body and had to do uh, a lot more Mm. clearing on than I wanted to since the last podcast since mercury retrograde started yeah and we've seen it with a lot of other people a lot of a lot of clients friends talking about similar feelings yeah and so just wanted to put that out on the radar if you've been feeling some like basically non-localized sadness you know feeling really sad or really tired or really kind of uh even despair um that you know doesn't seem to be yours I feel like that's a big thing right now is that people, you know, it feels like this is a moment where a lot of people are starting to come out of their, of the mass hypnotic spell and be like, oh my God, what did I just do? You know, I alienated my half my family, you know, I sent these hateful emails or, you know, messages to people that really love me. I, you know, poisoned myself with all of this stuff and or I poisoned my kids or you know whatever and i believed or i told myself i believed it was for the best but i really just got sucked into something and i think those yeah. of us who didn't go along with it but you know we're we're often the targets of that hateful energy you know there's sadness for for people like us too because you know it's just it's there's a lot of sadness and and uh, like seeing a friendship disintegrate for for no good reason, you know. And so I feel like there's a lot of that out there. That and just being aware of it and asking, you know, what Phoenix would say is like, hey, how much of that is mine, or is that mine? You know, and returning to sender and all that stuff can be really helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I picked up on some of that too, and um, along with. Um, there was like a grief wave that came through um, in the midst of what's usually more of like a, a low-level fear, anxiety kind of energy um, that seems to be one of the, the major um, themes, I guess I'll call it, in the, in the collective consciousness. Um, lots of fear, and it's just all over the place. And I know we talk about this all the time on the podcast, so I don't really need to get into it. But um, but yeah, I've noticed a lot of um, just having to keep checking in to see if anything has gotten hooked into my energy or if I've started accidentally resonating with something that's not me or not mine. Um, and then, you know, it's pretty fast to just send it back and unplug from it and and reset the energy um but it does take that kind of consistent awareness and one thing i've noticed with this mercury retrograde is it seems to be very easy 
to see that stuff right now. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, I think we're on the ball with that pretty much. Like, we're just always checking in about stuff like that or seeing if they're, you know, when whenever we feel off, we immediately just start going to our tools and, and looking at what's there. But I've heard <laughs> that for, um, you know, people I've been talking to also have been more cognizant of this. So I see that as a positive Mercury yeah, retrograde thing, yeah. you know, just those kinds of things. It's like maybe you, you, it's like, oh, my God, I always forget to ask who does that belong to. And then now suddenly it seems like um, things like that are becoming more accessible. Like, oh, I used to always forget, but now I'm not forgetting like yeah. I used to. Yeah. Or something, some kind of breakthroughs. Um, yeah. So I'm just putting that out there as an intention uh, for anyone who's interested in that, just opening to the possibility of like, wow, what kind of breakthroughs could I have in the next couple of weeks or epiphanies or what kinds of uh, shifts could I receive in the in the mental, um, spiritual, uh, maybe, maybe things that have felt stuck for a while um, that can just shift like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We're really lucky because our dog will bark in our face if we're not clearing stuff. So <laughs> if we have any sketchy shit in our aura at all, our dog will just look directly at us with a really psycho look on his face. <laughs> or sometimes he'll look just past your face. Yeah, that's like, like really spooky. Like there's something behind you, you know, or something that like jumped on your back and he'll just sit there barking at it nonstop until you clear. Yeah, looking like he's going to like lunge at you and bite your face off. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, other than that, he's really chill. Well, not really. He's, a, he's an ambassador of joy. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Well, on that note. All right. Like, <laughs> let's go forth and be ambassadors of joy. Yeah. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, thanks for listening to yeah. Cosmic Fire Podcast. Hey, um, if you like this, tell your friends about it. Share it. Yeah. Let's spread the word. Yeah, the bird is the word. That's right. Make sure you tell all your friends. Yeah. Uh, do the dance. I was just thinking of that the other day. I was in the garden, and I was thinking about Morris Day in the Time. They had a song called The Bird. Yeah. Where it was like, they, I don't, they had a couple different songs about dances. One was Oak Tree, which immediately made me think of Druid culture, right? Um, and then one was called The Bird, right? America, have you heard? Got a brand new dance, and it's called The Bird. I don't know that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, we should probably link to that. Yeah, we got a playlist here. Morris Day in the Time, Fuji's Journey, you know, Toto. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Taking it back to reality. Um, but yeah, if you if you like what we're putting out, go check out cosmicfire.org. We've got um, high quality audios that you can buy that yeah. do include things like brainwave entrainment. Yeah, man. So check it out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, and we'll we see love you next you. time.